Dream Dreamers to Katie Keencast, a podcast all about Katie Keen on the CW. Oh, I am coming down from the stars. I have been out all night just drinking and having the most wonderful time here in New York City. I'm Alex. Wow, it sounds so real coming out of Alex's mouth. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Katie Keen Chapter 4, Here Comes the Sun. Dealing with the sun. I love the about that you are singing on this podcast. It's it's more than none, which is surprising. (laughs) More than yelling at us for singing. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice. So this is the fourth episode of Katie Keene. We're picking up on the breakup of Katie Keene and K.O. Kelly. Very sad the last episode. Stop saying that. Why? They didn't really break up. They're just taking a. They're taking a break. They, they had a. Break. They had a full. <laughs> they had a full hardcore break. Yeah, it was one hundred percent a breakup. They talk about it this whole episode. I know. It's. I'm still in denial. All right. They well, broke up again in this episode. Their yeah. relationship is officially KO'd. Oh, <laughs> oh man! You were sitting on that. You were waiting on that. I did wait to, for a nice pause though to say oh, it. Oh man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's do a little bit of a recap going into this episode. As we mentioned, Katie Keene is a aspiring fashion designer in New York. She is working at a department store called Lacey's, holding down two jobs. She is working for Francois Designing Windows. She is also working for Gloria as a uh, personal shopper. Shop girl. Uh, shop girl? Is that? No, it's a personal okay. shopper. That's what they call she her. She wants to be a personal shopper. No, they call her a shop. Yes, they, they call right. her a shop girl. And she's working with a mean girl named Amanda, who you might yes. recognize from Comedy Central's The Other Two. Very I did fun. It the first time. But I do doubt She's very funny uh, She is very funny uh, She doesn't like her at all uh, Now, as we mentioned Katie was dating A very hunky boxer Named K.O. Kelly Things came to a head The last episode They did end up breaking up And Katie is heartbroken About that K.O. moved out of their apartment uh, That she lives in With several other people And why I'll tell you about Those several other people now They include Josie McCoy Josie McCoy is an expiring singer Living in New Woo-hoo. York She is currently working At a music store Called Chubby's Down in the West Village she has been scouted by a producer named Alexander Cabot, who she had a little bit of a relationship uh, with. Big times. Chemistry. They, sex. Lots, lots of sexy chemistry. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Not since Archie Andrews has she had that <laughs> much chemistry. And that was five-ish years ago. Yeah. Uh, so whatever happened on the road, all those guys could go after themselves. Yeah, exactly. Aww. Not good at it. Uh, so Josie, though they've decided to keep it professional, he is just going to be her manager. Now, part of the problem here is that his, we thought, twin sister, Zandra Cabot, really had it out for her, kept shutting down her music career. It's been very annoying for her. We find out some interesting information about that this episode. Sexy Other characters role. we should know, uh, Jorge Lopez, whose parents own the bodega downstairs from the apartment. They also own the apartment that they all live in. Uh, Jorge is a drag performer, aspiring Broadway performer. He is dating a very hunky firefighter that I completely oh, missed the name of. I yeah. think his name is Bernie. I, yeah, Bernie? It, Bernard. Uh, like Bernie Sanders? Uh, I like he's a fireman, Burn Bernie. I couldn't believe it when they said his name oh, was okay, Bernie. I was like, right. that's, I mean, that's shocking. That tracks. I believe it's Bernard. So Jorge is hot for Bernie? Exactly. Nice. He's, he's a, Bernie, a Bernie bro. He's a Bernie girl? Huh? Wait, what Ginger is it? Ginger is. Picks for Bernie? 
Oh, hot for burning? Uh, hot guys and hot girls for burning. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, there's Jorge. Uh, Jorge uh, is, yeah, so Jorge's dating this firefighter. That's kind of all you need to know this episode. True. Uh, and the last one is Pepper. Uh, Pepper owns a place called the Pepper Factory. She is very much a scammer. She has scammed her way into owning this abandoned warehouse. She Renting. wants to turn it into a multimedia art space. Uh, and that's something that plays in this episode. None of her friends know she's a scammer. Though I think we'll be talking about that in a little bit. She's sleeping on the floor of the factory. She sure is. And with that out of the way, speaking of sleeping in weird places, we pick up with Katie Keene in her undies and a coat, sleeping in the window of Lacey's. I mean, who hasn't wanted wanted to do that? Well, I think this kicks us off with our first New York moment of the episode. New, 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 New York moment! (laughs) (laughs) What was that? That's a new uh, sting (laughs) we're working on. Yeah, that was, uh, I recorded that. I played that. Yeah, I didn't do that live. (laughs) I didn't just make that up. Oh, wow. That's a sting we pre-recorded and mixed. We all decided on it. We had a whole meeting about it. We had several emails. Right. Our assistants wrote it down. They set up the meeting in our iCal. Wait, you have an assistant? We We all have an assistant. You You have an assistant. You don't have, you're assistant. I talk yeah. to your assistant constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz. You're not talking so to Chaz? Your assistant, Chaz. <laughs> I have an assistant named Chaz? Yes. Yeah, you have Chaz. Oh, man. Is you Chaz not getting our appointments to you? What, are you on the Google Doodle? <laughs> no. Wow. Chaz. Yeah. Great. Great guy. Yeah, Bad. Chaz, uh, that doesn't make sense. He's been uh, ordering lunch for all of us and delivering those meatball subs for you. You've gotten the meatball subs from Chaz, haven't you? <laughs> I have gotten meatball subs. From Chaz. Well, I don't know who it was. I wasn't looking at <laughs> no, the first one. I was looking at the subs. Free meatball sub guy. Yeah. Where's the weirdest place you've woken up in New York? Great Ooh. question. Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. There's some weird places. Yeah. Uh, in a... Oh, boy. (laughs) I will say, I mean, I can throw out just like one to start while you guys are thinking of it. Uh, There was a point, this is not a fun story necessarily, but uh, one point I had a horrific fever. I think it was before one of our shows, actually, like to the point where I couldn't stand up straight. And at the pit... Uh, they have those couches downstairs near the venue. So I went there a little early, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit down on this couch and completely fell asleep on the couch until our show. Wow. Uh, you woke up for our show, though? I woke up for, I think, I don't know. Did I wake up for the show? I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. Uh, I fallen asleep in a uh, lot, uh, like a, a, a construction site. Ooh. Wow. After oh, going there to hook up. <laughs> you were hooking up in an empty, abandoned lot? Yeah, there's construction going on. Not then. It was at night, obviously. Okay, sure. Right. Were you uh, like, you want to watch Cement Truck? What? <laughs> <laughs> the sexiest thing that could happen. Oh, watch a cement truck? No, yeah. none of it was going. I was a cement truck. The uh, I also woke up on the subway many times. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. I've, the worst is the, the last stop. You know, you're like way yeah. out somewhere. Oh, and yeah. And someone's just shaking you, being like, yo, man, you got to get up. And yeah. it's just like, oh, fuck. Though I think the time that it hurt the most was I was I only needed to be on the L train for two stops and I woke up on the last stop way out there and it took me forever to get back. My worst uh, doubles uh, I fell asleep on the same uh, same night twice. I was uh, going home. I lived in Carroll Gardens and I had to get on the F train um, and I had to go downtown a couple. Uh, Oh, and I had to go uptown a couple stops to get uh, the train because it was closed and going downtown. Got on the train and woke up on Roosevelt Island. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, that's bad. That was bad. I woke up. There's this, like, dude who I think was Russian who was like, what, are you first-generation uh, American? I was like, nah, not really. My 
family came from Canada like two generations back. He's like, you know how hard it is to be. And I was like, started yelling at me, oh waiting for the God. train. This is like four in the morning. Got ride the train. I make it almost all the way back, and I fell asleep again. Woke up at Coney Island. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a tour of New York sights! Oh. Sun coming up. Oh jeez! Did you just get out, get on the cycle? Yeah, or you just like fuck yeah, it? I'm I was like, now let's have a day. I was in no shape to enjoy a roller coaster. <laughs> I'll take two Nathan's hot dogs. Please. I just yeah. <laughs> Let me get straight. Give me two Nathan hot dogs. Yeah. Oh uh, well, anyway, so Katie wakes up in the window. That she... is bad. New, 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 new York moments. Yeah. By the way, thanks for recording that in advance. Take I did. No, right. you know what? I went to our professional studio. Right. Chaz, Chaz actually uh, was the engineer on He's that. He's a one. great producer. Great producer. Really, He's smart. really good. He's recording your album. Right? Yes, exactly. My album of vocal drops. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really fun to listen to. Uh, so Gloria uh, yells at her. We are, of course, in the media res, as they say, and mm-hmm. it jumps back in time. To find out how we looped back up to that, um, we got a little. It must have been love. Love yes. this. Love the sound cues across yes. the board in the oh, show. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, but Katie, she can't design. She can't sew. She buys ice cream from a well placed Alexa. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, CW, you yeah. got those marketing dollars. Go yeah. for it. Well played, CW. Yeah, I like that better than uh, Bumble. Uh, in Riverdale. Yes. At Wait. least it wasn't part of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, but she, did she ever get that ice cream? That was my big question. She Well, she's she makes it clear she's been eating a lot of ice cream. Trying sure. to uh, make make herself feel better after after yeah. the KO. Uh, and, and that, uh, all that dairy is going to really KO her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, she does imagine KO in her bed. She tries to text him. He gives her the three dots. Oof. All very sad. Got the three dots. But he, when he finally talks about why, it's legit. You're on KO side. I'm all KO. You're team KO? Yeah, I mean, after You're a week. You're not team Satan. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we finally talk about this? No, we're not there we're yet. Not there oh, yet. this is bullshit. I'm all just right. asking you if you're team Satan. It's unrelated to the show. I'm just <laughs> upset that after a week, she's ready to start dating. She, she's not ready she's to not, start She's dating. not ready to start dating. She's ready to just maybe... She's ready to embrace it. <laughs> Stop. Uh, well, the girls want to do a night out. Yes. Uh, they her approach her. Very cute. Uh, she uh, it's is... It's too soon. Only a week. You got to give some. Yeah, more she's time. dressed in black. They want to do a girl's night out, but they give her red sparkly shoes. Ruby slippers, you Ruby might call slippers. Them. Like Dorothy, except we get a Cinderella riff at the end. So lots of stuff going on there. Confusing. Yes. I thought they would have been shiny, cool, and silver. I thought they'd lead into the whole uh, uh, Dorothy, Wizard of Oz thing a yeah. little harder. But yeah, because they really. definitely didn't. I thought, because, I mean, they sort of have it where they're all off to see the club. Like right. the wonderful wizard of club, sure. <laughs> uh, there are four of them. It could right. have all really. Yeah, I wonder have. if they wrote it and then they saw that Sabrina for its premiere was straight up doing like Wizard of Oz, like yeah. no bones about it. Wizard of Oz, and we're like, eh, let's tweak it a little bit. I feel like they would have known since it's similar creative team. <laughs> <laughs> they know what's going on. No, this no, other no I'm saying like the Sabrina script got turned in, and then they had a conversation about it. Yeah. Um, because it's fine. I, I think like it's fine to throw those little details in there. The Cinderella riff makes more sense. Yes. So uh, than the ruby slippers. Yes, indeed. Rip. What was the before? What was it before a glass slipper in the original story? I assume it wasn't ruby slippers. No, it was. 
I think it was always a glass slipper. Was it always a glass slipper? Yeah. But her feet get bloody or something like that? No, the stepsisters, uh, to try to fit in the glass slipper, cut off. One of them cuts off her toes, and the other one cuts off her heel. Oh, right. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. You got to watch the extended Disney version on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they really do close-ups. Plug the plus there, bro. I'm trying to get a free subscription. Uh, So at this point, Josie and Alex talk. He wants her to meet his dad and sell him on rebooting Cabot Records. Uh, Now, rather than splitting off, everything actually nicely dovetails back and forth this episode. So I think we can just talk through the plot here. drive it through like long-haul truckers making their way home. Uh, And meanwhile, Jorge is hooking up with Bernie Sanders, I believe. Yep, that's what it is. And uh, it's very... That guy's everywhere, man. Very hot. And heavy. He's talking about socialism, uh, really pushing forward, (laughs) getting a lot of delegates, if you know what I mean. Uh, Yeah, he's delegating some. Ooh, Uh, there we go. I love how on board uh, the the parents are super, like, Jorge's nervous. Uh, Bernie comes down and is like, hey, just being me, I'm a fireman. And they're like, yeah. And then the dad uh, zings Jorge for. Yeah, that was tough, man. Yeah. It's, I. But. That was also kind of like, I don't know, like it was also kind of like classic dad a little bit. This, I I actually loved how subtle this storyline was. Because yes. I feel like the easy storyline would be the dad does not approve of Jorge right. yeah. uh, being homosexual. He's never approved of it. He feels very uncomfortable about it. And he needs to deal with it from his uh, Latinx perspective or whatever, you yeah. know. Um, but instead, the fact that like, he immediately sees the firefighter is like, ah, <laughs> the expression on his face. Pure joy. Loves it. Yeah. Thinks it's great, but it's still, it becomes a dad thing instead, yeah. to your point, where he is pushing down Jorge and doesn't feel like Jorge is good enough for this firefighter. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, that's good. Like, that's, that's complex good. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It's a definitely a different take. It, and it's nice, on it, you know? And it's, it's smart, and it puts, uh, it immediately infects Jorge with that thinking. Like, he thinks he's not good enough for Bernie. Um, and, and then he starts the spiral. Yeah, he has to find his way back to that and then confront his dad in sort of a nice way. Because the dad is actually very straight about it at the end where he's like, oh, I was just, you know, sort of joking around. And Jorge's like, well, you know, it really, gets, it really hits me yeah. when you do that. And it has affected my, this night anyway. And the dad's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I'll do something different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Love the dad. Uh, love the mom. Uh, her reaction to when the firefighter relieves and she just goes, Jorge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Uh, fun. So good. Love the parents. Want to see more of them. Uh, and then we go over to another character that I love, uh, Katie, doing a terrible job of hanging the mannequins in the window. And Francois talks to her. is like, Katie, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I really like these heart-to-hearts on the window, too. I'm enjoying them. Francois is a real, like, parental figure for Katie. Yes. Uh, it's where she goes to get real to talk about her problems. Francois gives her, like, pretty good advice and then sort of vanish. <laughs> right. He really is like, yeah, eh, it takes a while to get over breakups. Bye, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Francois. Like, uh, he's so lightly used. I really want him more. I've, he's a great actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, I really love what he's doing with this role, and I, I just hope that we get to see more. Because right now it's just a little sprinkled in there, which is enjoyable, but he, we get so much with the other 
her other job. You know? Yeah, it's right. definitely feel, like put it on sort of the storybook, and this is a fairy tale by its own by its own admission. Uh, he's sort of the uh, fairy godmother um, mm. to Gloria's uh-huh. like maleficent, uh, wicked stepmother. Yeah, wicked stepmother. Sure. I mean, I'm crossing uh, the <laughs> right. fairy tale lines, but like yeah. she's she, the, she, uh, Gloria's more like the scar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> she's like a mean uncle lion. <laughs> yeah, and then she comes right at Katie. She's like, can you even beam anymore? Like, you know, she's commenting on the fact that Katie has been moping around. Yeah, I did com- like the Beetlejuice reference. Yeah, uh, Amanda's just crushing it. Yeah, calling her Lydia. I do wonder about that line where she's like, you look like Lydia from Beetlejuice. Uh, there was something about that line where it was like, I feel like the original line was, you look like Lydia or Lydia Dietz or something, and people are like, you got to explain that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. You, if they said, you look at Lydia Dietz, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would have liked it. Nice. Very subtle Beetlejuice fan. Pander to me, Katie Keen. Pander to me, specifically. Uh, now, Gloria tells Amanda and Katie that Guy LaBantania is coming, and they really got to put the charm on because they got to get his fashion account and sell it uh, so that they could save Lacey's, as we find out later. So that's a big deal. We set up the stakes with that, how important Guy LaMontagna is. Uh, meanwhile, Pepper has a Tish student come by the Pepper plant. He's rented out the Pepper plant to film a what he says is an art film very quickly. Turns the out Rodfather 2. It's the Rodfather 2. It's a gay porno. Yeah. Uh, I really want to find out more about the Rodfather 1 and whether he did that and whether the whether Rod... What themes is he following up on? Right. Yeah. And is the Rodfather Part 3, is that disappointing? Yeah. <laughs> Gets too deep Purposely into it. Purposely disappointing? Yes. <laughs> he really plays with time, though, with the Rodfather Part 2. Yeah. Uh, so smart. So inspiring. <laughs> yes. Uh, he can only give her half the money, so she takes a couch as payment. A uh, fun little... A sex couch. A sex couch. A fuck couch. Going to have to get the scenes out of there. And then we're back to Guy. Let's talk about this, Pete. You've been sitting on your hands all episode. Could it be Satan? Yeah. So uh, the big reveal of the special guest in this episode is a huge crossover with Sabrina where Satan is po- posing as a clothing designer and uh, is tricking uh, Katie Keene, our Katie Keene, into falling in love with him. Well, I think we're going to see more of him, so get yeah. ready to worship Satan. Yes. I mean, to be clear, it's also Lucifer. It's the actor who plays Lucifer on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It is an interesting detail because they've done these very light crossovers with Riverdale and Sabrina, mm-hmm. where they had uh, Billy, one of the football players from Sabrina, was on Riverdale. They've also mentioned Greendale a bunch of times over on uh, Sabrina. They had, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? Ben Button showed up with some pizza. uh, And they've mentioned Riverdale and been to Riverdale a couple of times and mentioned some continuity stuff there. They haven't, like, got a strict crossover. We know for a fact that Riverdale and Katie Keene are in continuity with each other. We don't specifically know that Riverdale and Sabrina are absolutely in continuity with each other. But this is definitely, like, it feels like this is the biggest actor who's played a big role on both shows. Yeah, and it's very stressful because it's already hard enough to deal with this breakup that she did with KO, even though that she still loves him. But now I got to see her go on dates and hang out with, uh, you know, Satan. And it is stressful. I mean, the cool thing about it is Katie Keene is going to become Sabrina's stepmom. Oh, right. 
That's fun. Hail Caton. <laughs> <laughs> the great ship name. I mean, what do you think? This is a Lucifer, right? No, I think they're just... Uh, they like to use the same actors who are good at their jobs, so they uh, just slide, slide <laughs> yeah, him over the, here. They've got to at least consider the fact that this is confusing. I wanted a little thing of like, this isn't Satan from Sabrina. <laughs> oh, you, want a, across the you want a title on the screen? <laughs> yeah, I want a Chiron or something because, like, fuck you, man. We all watch the same shows. Like, and help us out. Really, we should have that on all characters and all shows. This isn't Satan, just so we're clear <laughs> right. on any show. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think it was very confusing for me, uh, Katie Keene, when she first showed up on the show, she should have been, uh, real quick, I'm not the same character from Life Sentence or from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Or Fantasy Island, now out in the theaters. Yeah. They might be the same character. Yeah, yeah. they might be the same character. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Lucifer shows up. Uh, he doesn't want to sell at a brick-and-mortar store. He's very against that. He finds it old-fashioned. Uh, and then Katie, who is very tired identifies the wrong outfit, calls out the wrong outfit, uh, says it's his. It's not, guys. Uh, He walks out, and Gloria shuts her down, and then Mrs. Lacey amps... ultimate shutdown. uh, Very big change for Mrs. Lacey, who was kindly old lady the last time we saw her. Now she's straight up bitch. Yeah, she's mean. Uh, She's old Gloria. Yeah. Gloria. I mean, she's upset. It's upset. It's understandable she's upset because that was a big thing, and they and she blew it. For sure. It was just surprising to me that the first episode, she was like, what a great window. Katie Keene, you have a job forever. And this episode, she's like, you're fired. Yeah. That's how Get fashion, out of here. That's how fashion works, man. That's how it works at Macy's yeah. and Lacey's. How's your line going, by the way, Pete? Hey, fuck you. Uh, uh, why? Why are you mad? Oh, because your, your fashion line He's is crashing upset. and burning. He's upset because he called his line uh, PP or Pete twice. Yeah. Uh, and people didn't like that, and they're not buying his clothes. People yeah. don't like PP. Yeah. yeah. Don't you want to be covered in PP? Had to tell PP. Yeah. It'll, it'll catch on. Yeah. And it's mostly is it's mostly scarves or what are you what are you leaning into? <laughs> mostly scarves. <laughs> Fuck you, it's ascots and you know that now. <laughs> ascots just a classy scarf. Yeah, you really shouldn't oh, be you uh, don't know what you're talking about. On his line though, at, where he sells it at Target, uh, he calls them butt cops. Yeah. <laughs> It's Target. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wow. You're losing on all fronts. Yes. Uh, so the stakes get set up. Mrs. Lacey says that if they don't get Guy's line, Lacey's will have to shut down and Katie is fired. Big stakes going on. Stakes Huge could stakes. not be higher. So what do you do? Go back to your apartment and have a musical number. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. That's well, exactly uh, what first, you do. First, though, they have a little bit of a chat. Uh, Katie calls Pepper. She's Pepper says she's going to track down Guy. Girls talk in the apartment. Uh, Pepper has not heard from Guy. Now, I got to say, this definitely made me perk up a little bit because I was like, Pepper's lying to her friends now, right? I think she lies all the time. Yeah, except for the fact that then later on, she does, in fact, know Guy, which made me questioned by earlier assumption. I think she knows Guy. Guy knows her, but I don't think she can, like, call. I think she's always just big-upping herself and over-talking what she can actually do. Which is how she gets by and makes her money. Right. Um, Yeah, I I guess we'll see. There definitely seems to be a lot of that in this episode. And this is the first time we've seen her try to pull this stuff with her friends in particular. Well, I think she's lied to them a lot about, like, what she's doing. She says... in every episode, she's talked about how she's been hobnobbing with famous people, but in fact, she's been at a factory. Yeah. Uh, so Pepper is not here from Guy. Jorge uh, talks about his insecurity with Bernie, um, which 
Same thing with uh, Amy Klobuchar, I would say. Oh, I, uh, I have it as Bernardo. <laughs> oh, is it Bernardo? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they call him Bernie. They call him Bernie. Bernie show up for Bernardo. Yeah, okay. there you go. Just like Bernardo but, uh, just Sanders. Put, yeah, just putting <laughs> yeah. it out there, guys. <laughs> Senior Bernardo Sanders. Uh, and they think Katie needs someone to get over KO, but first they need to do a musical dubber. Mm. And we get our first big group musical dubber to That's Dirty fun. by Christina Aguilera. You see mixed on it. Well, Dirty it was with weird. two R's. Dirty with two R's. Uh, yes, no doubt. You. All the uh, other musical numbers have been like performances. Yes. Uh, and this was the first one that was sort of like, oh, what? Oh. Oh, this is a musical? Yeah. When did you all practice this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was cool. Like I, 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 it was cool. It was just a little odd. I, I'm on the same page as you. It, it was super fun. I enjoyed it throughout, but it definitely has a different tone than the previous music numbers. We have talked about how they were very organic up until this point. Right. And also, I love, I love, have loved all the musical numbers up t- till this one. Felt a little like, oh, you didn't have other musical numbers, so you sort of. Shoehorn this one in. I don't know. I felt like, you know, uh, Dirty's popular song. They probably <laughs> sang it a bunch of times. I mean, like, uh, we're hanging out. Sometimes I'll start singing. You guys join in. And all yeah. of a sudden, we're choreographing a dance. And then but we're doing I, that dance. What yeah. I was happy Too about. Dirty, very specifically. Specifically Dirty. Yeah. Uh, what I was happy about, though, is we got to hear Katie Keene sing a little bit. You know, like, we got other people involved. And Pepper. Pepper yeah. sang as well. Yeah. So I was happy about that part. Yeah. It's fun. It's all fine. It's good, uh, but it definitely it delves it into the realm of musical a lot more than uh, organic musical. I think. Yes, I don't know. It's such a fine line with you. Uh, it is. It's such a fine line with you. <laughs> What's that song? That was a new song. Oh, oh wow. wow! It's pre-recorded. Talk to Chaz. See if he can book some studio time for you. <laughs> Gotta meet the cabins. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Josie. Goes to the club to meet Alex and his dad. NDA. Uh, signs the NDA. Has a great eye roll at this. The huge eye roll. Huge eye roll. Loving Josie in this episode. Uh, Mr. Cabot, who seems actually very nice, asks her to sing, which she does. They're loving it. At which point, Xandra comes in and starts duetting with her. Oh, I Ballsy. couldn't believe that. Force the duet. And oh. another great character choice, I think, here that Mr. Cabot doesn't love it. Like, it would yeah. be a very easy thing for him to be like, no, I'm siding with my daughter, yeah. Zadra. But he's also like, I have had it up to fucking here yeah, with her. Yeah, she does this all the time. Get out of my mm. songs. Yes. Uh, so he's annoyed uh, with Zandra, uh, And we, uh, uh, she, we find out the information that she is meeting with Guy for Cabotur. Uh, Cabotur, I think, is the name of the website. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the big reveal. Uh, she says... You know, back in high school, you couldn't keep your hands off of me. Josie looks like she's about to vomit, and then the truth comes out. They were high school sweethearts. They were never twins at all. They're I'm so glad she fucking loses it and storms out. Yeah, she tells them off. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Get out of there. Yeah. Uh, Classic cruel intentions thing going on here is straight up what they're doing, but that's fun. But it works. Everything that she was doing before a little bit more crystallized and like explains the robe from last time. Yeah, that creepy ass robe they got her. But also like I was like, why does she seem more kind of like into her brother? And I was like, is that just a weird actor choice? But that paid off with this kind of announcement. And even beyond that, that's why she sees Josie as more of a threat because yeah. maybe she still wants to be in a relationship with her high school sweetheart who has the same name as her. Right. Which is normal. I mean, we've yeah. we've all watched Game of Thrones. Exactly. I've dated a Justine. 
Right. Uh, Pete dated uh, Petra. I dated my sister. Yep. <laughs> oh <laughs> yep. No, no one's batting an eye last year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Josie storms out, uh, calls Katie, let her knows, uh, lets her know that Guy is going to be up at the club, and Pepper says she's going to get them in. Takes her to the back door. Another very funny moment uh, with Josie, where she freaks out. Uh, thinks there's a cat in the yeah. alleyway, but it turns out it's a rat. It's a rat girl. Now, uh, if you noticed, like, this is one of the first kind of episodes where we're seeing the underbelly of New York a little bit more. It's yeah. not all sunshine. Real, real crime alley situation. Exactly. They're in a hallway to one of the most popular clubs in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just one of those things where she's now she's noticing there are giant rats and it's not as bright and cheery since you know so i i was happy that we're seeing a, both sides in new york a little what's bit what's the closest you guys have been to a rat in new york city oh my god i've like punted a rat <laughs> punted punted yeah. what does yeah. that mean with you dra- drop kicked like well, i was like a running field? down the street and a rat started to take off a run at the same time and got in my way oh you were in a rat race <laughs> <laughs> you were in a rat race. Yeah, I was in a rat race. Yeah, they were both stockbrokers at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been way too close to rats. Like, yeah. when I lived my first apartment in New York, it was three dudes in a one-bedroom. Three dudes, one rat. <laughs> rat, <laughs> never paid his rent. Uh, and there were uh, rats. But now that uh, rat is president of the United States of America. That's true. Uh, Alex, you? Uh, closest what? to a rat? What about your Long Island City penthouse? Uh, Are there any rats in there? Uh, no, no, no. We kept it quite clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't know. I, we probably could mention that we know the guy who invented Pizza Rat. Yeah, Matt Pizza Little. Rat. Yeah. Matt yeah. Little, Matt Little took true. the video of Pizza Rat, went viral. Actually, Pat Bear filmed it. Oh, Matt Pat Little. Bear filmed it? Uh, I believe so. Matt Little was... Uh, Standing there? The guy. Well, it was like his... He was like, let's do this. Oh, Okay. Let's uh, dress so, in a rat costume. I don't know. They were, maybe Pat Bear was there in Matt Little filmed. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, Whatever it is, neither of them are making any money. You had no yeah. interactions with rats. You live in New York City. Did you just die? What just yeah. happened? <laughs> I just can't believe that you've been up. I see rats all the time on the subway. What are you talking about? Okay, but you've never I don't never think I've had... ever touched a rat because I haven't gone towards rat. No, but I'm just saying you've never lived in a place with a rat in your whole life. No, what? Oh, my God. Uh, my first apartment, um, there were seven of us living in Gravesend, Brooklyn, um, in a five-bedroom. And uh, one poor guy, Jace, lived in the basement. And we oh. one guy saw a rat in the house. And then he was like, it was in my bedroom upstairs. We were like, no way. And then we were sitting on the couch, and we saw it run down the stairs and go into the basement. We were like, that rat's real. Oh, that's horrifying. And then Jace, two days later, Jace woke up in the middle of the night was walking and the basement was really unfinished, gross. He turned on the light in the hallway in the basement and the rat, like a sitcom, looked up at him like, huh? <laughs> and Jace looked at it, he grabbed the broom and with one strike, sh- killed it. Oh my no God. No way. Yeah. No way. Swear. Wow. I saw the dead, the rat corpse. And this thing. With a broom? This thing was like, I'm going to say a foot, not including the tail. Big I've taken rat. a shovel. To rats and it's taken a bunch of hits. You kill them? You got lucky. You don't. You don't get like the safe traps or anything. Pete works in the New York. Those are from mice. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. I, I get mice in my apartment all the time, but not wow. rats. Okay. Okay. Fucking well, really. White gloves living over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my fancy apartment that's fucking full of mice and roaches. Thank you. Uh, there it is. We'll get to roaches at some point. Oh later. God. Jeez. I haven't ever I have, really I have, had roaches. Oh, I have roach stories. Great. When oh, we get there, I'll definitely talk. Oh, about Oh, I that. have a fun roach story. I'll tell you what. Last night when we were taping our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I moved my nightstand. 
so that I can get the microphone in the right place. And I'm deathly afraid of roaches. And I moved the nightstand, and there was just a roach underneath it, just twitching, twitching, like its antenna going. And I froze up. And that's when you guys called me on Skype. And I was like, oh, shit, now i got to sit here for an hour. Well, that's why you screamed for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look forward to that in our lock and key unlock feed. Just nonstop screaming. Uh, anyway, uh, Josie does scream. Uh, they also, she gets a promise from her. She says, listen, I'm going to tell you what's going on with Zandra and Alex, but you can't talk about it in your column at all. And Pepper says, no, I would never do that. I'm not going to betray my friends. Uh, Bouncer lets them in the back of the club, and they're having a great time. Uh, everyone's As they it. get in there, Guy is talking to Zandra. Josie comes up with a plan, which is, I'm going to walk by Zandra, and it's going to drive her insane. Works. It totally works. I love that. That very was very fun. fun. plan. Uh, and Katie immediately goes over to talk to Guy. Uh, Pepper, as we mentioned, actually knows him. Uh, meanwhile, Jorge is drinking at the bar. They get free drinks because Birdie's a firefighter, mm-hmm. uh, which you were a bartender. Is that true? You give uh, free drinks to yeah. f- firefighters? People, Pe- I mean, people in uniform, yeah. Okay. He was yeah. out of uniform. Uh, yeah, I mean... If it's a regular, I think, but he had a, I think he had an FDNY t-shirt on. Okay. Um, I think that's, that's not abnormal. Anytime during Fleet Week, we would give drinks to the, all the Navy guys coming into the bar. Yeah. Any sort of uniform? Um, not like uh, a Superman uniform. <laughs> oh no! But you're but, provi- I th- but you're thank you for sure. Superman flew into your bar. You wouldn't give him a free drink. I was mostly talking to the idea of Alex showing up. Right. If I flew, quote unquote, wow. into a bar, quote unquote. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, Superman, should you really be drinking? Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, I well, don't judge him. He's got to have some time. Well, what what the fuck? What is it? Fucking kryptonite? I could cut myself over whatever I want. Yeah. Superman's cocky about how much he can drink. Yeah. yeah. I could drink you under the fucking table. Yeah. Cocky. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm Clark Kent. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably wouldn't oh, do glasses that. Glasses on. Glasses on. Glasses on. Call Lex Luthor if you're mad. Yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, so they get the free drinks. Uh, the, a guy hits on Bernie. Jorge flips out. Yeah. Back over to Zandra, who confronts Josie in a hallway. Uh, Mr. Big Stuff playing in the background. Kept writing down the music cues oh, because man. very great fun stuff. this episode. Great stuff. Uh, Josie feels great. She feels great because she thought there was something wrong with her when Zandra turned her down. Turns out that Zandra is just a e- jealous ex-girlfriend. Yes. She's, uh, and then uh, there's another nice moment, lots of really nice character moments throughout this episode where people, I feel like, are acting emotionally smart. Yeah, Josie turns that. back and says, you're a good singer. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, and y- the way that uh, the actress who plays Zandra portrays it on her face, you can see her wavering a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very, very nice moment. Yeah, it was and good. Points to, I think she's always going to be the mean girl, but something down the road. You could also potentially infer Josie was best friends with Cheryl Blossom. So she knows how to deal with girls like this. Yeah. Uh, that's a, Josie seems the most sort of stabilized one, despite the fact that she's the newest to the city. And I think that's great. Yeah, I love Josie on this show. We've yeah. talked about this before. Oh, yeah, Josie's so great. Uh, she was amazing on Riverdale. She's killing on the show. She's better on this show. Yeah. I want to I talk about the Bernardo Jorge talk, though. Uh, well, we'll get there in a moment. Oh, uh, we're so, not there yet. Yeah, we're not quite there because uh, first, Katie is trying to sell Guy on Lacey's. Katie is pissed that he doesn't want it. Uh, and then uh, she storms away, drinks her drink, storms away. She is crying up in the club. Very funny she, moment. She is blowing it left and right with this dude. She is. Yeah. She's very tired. Which I was very excited about because it's Satan. 
Well, he's clearly not being charming enough for Satan. Yeah, That's all he's I'm Prince Char- Charming Satan. Yes. Uh, so she is crying up at the club. Uh, is this her rock bottom, she says, which I was yeah. like, I don't know. This is a pretty high rock bottom. Yeah, you're in Studio 34. You're doing just fine. Uh, and then it turns out K.O. is there. Oh, oh fuck. A lot uh, of boxers popping into the high-end clubs. It always happens. Yeah. Always happens. Uh, meanwhile, Pepper gets a call. Landlady's going to shut down the chute. She heads off to take care of that. And then we get the confrontation on the dance floor. Blood on the dance floor here. Jorge is upset, doesn't understand why Bernie is with him. Uh, and I think he needs to look to Hillary because I'm with her. Yeah, I, wow. I just think that it was really a nice thing for uh, Bernardo to just be like, what are you talking about, Jorge? When you're on stage... And he he just oh know. this is the conversation later on right well, yeah that's fine you can talk about it now go for yeah. it Pete. but I just I just hey, follow your dreams this I just podcast think, is about dreaming and if you want to talk about stuff out of order <laughs> that's your dream <laughs> it is my dream then achieve your Thank dream you. I just like the like you said the emotional intelligence to be like instead of just being like no you're great whatever like the fact that like breaks down. Why Jorge is amazing and why we all know Jorge is amazing. I will say I like that a lot. I do feel like the hunks on this show are ciphers for the other characters to uh, reflect off of at this point. Of course you said cipher. Uh, I do. My favorite X-Men character. Uh, But both Bernie and KO are like, I love you unequivocally no matter what. Tell me what your problems are. I'll help to solve them. They're perfect. Yes. Both of them. And And I I want like a little fault. Just like a little fault. I think we're going to find that. I bet you K.O. will have a new relationship before Katie does. Ooh. Uh, That's my prediction. You watch your Uh, mouth. And that will become, that'll be part of uh, some bad stuff from K.O. Yeah. Well, speaking of K.O., he reveals that he is trying out to be a bouncer at the club. That's why he is there. Um, He quit Molly's crisis in order to give Katie space. Again, very nice. Very nice. He's miserable. Yep. And he walks away, and Josie hugs Katie. Very sweet, very sad scene. Yeah, the whole explanation of why he didn't text her back was pretty solid. Yeah, of course he's sad. She broke up with him. She was the one that felt conflicted. Uh, and then we go over to Pepper, get a fun scene there. She confronts the landlord. Jorge and Bertie enter as oh ludicrously my. fake cops. <laughs> Come it's on. very funny. You Listen. believe the firefighter, <laughs> Right. I mean, listen, here's, here's another thing. This is nothing against Johnny Beauchamp, who is wonderful in the role of Jorge. But the fact that Bernie turns to him was like, wow, that was an amazing acting as a yeah. cop is like, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I got to say, New York City, it's not like all the cops are look like Bernie. Like, sure. There are cops of all shapes and sizes. So, Absolutely. like, I didn't, my, I, I bought the whole thing. And I think Jorge does do a good job of being like, Telling the lady to leave and that they got it. When he says that he played Officer Krupke in high school, that tracked a little closer for me. I, yeah, <laughs> I actually thought that would be, that's very weird casting for a high school musical. Right. He plays Officer Krupke? That's I, the weirdest part to me. I don't know. I mean, in, uh, you take what you can get in high In school. West Side Story, you cast Torre as Officer Krupke? Yeah. No, you don't think so? No. Why not? Who, who would you cast? <laughs> Any other character. Officer Krupke's like, Sort of a jerk, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what he was channeling. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's it was what, I'm, a, t- I'm talking separate of the scene. I'm talking about how they cast their high school musical. Right. 
He should have been like, I played the Rebbe in Fiddler on the Roof. No. I, <laughs> they don't change the I show. I was the witch in Into the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they cut off their uh, toes and heels. Uh, yeah, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I, the saw, woods. I saw Into the Woods on Broadway and had a very delightful time when I was a kid. Uh, my wife was in Into the Woods recently, and I saw that show. Oh, how was she? Very good. She played the baker's wife. Great. Then I guess she could bake things. Yeah. Actually, not really. <laughs> it's all acting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they come in. They don't f- make you bake much in the show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not a lot of actual not stage cin- baking. It's not cinema verite. No, no, not uh, stage. The stagecraft is... Uh, gotcha. So, uh, anyway, uh, so there enters the fake cops. Uh, they have a fight about it, but the landlord is okay. Uh, the director wants the firefighter to act in the film, uh, and Jorge is pissed off about it. He's like, why? Because I look like a porn cop? Yeah. Uh, very funny line. But Jorge says, no, I'm going to go get pizza with my girls. Uh, while they're out at pizza, Jorge, uh, excuse me, Josie gets a call from the Cabot's office he wants to meet in the morning, and Katie Gosey Guy tells him his work is overrated. Uh, now, this is another New York moment that I wanted to ask you about. Wait, wait, wait. She doesn't go see Satan. She bum rushes him. Yeah, she and bum insults rushes. his she, work. Yeah, like straight bull charges him. Right. And it works. But, well, he's walking right. by himself in yeah, the rain. Right at Satan. I was like, this is not going to end well. He's not Satan. He's a guy. Yes. He's a guy named Guy. Uh, here's a New York moment that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, getting late night food. Is pizza the best late night 2 a.m. drunk food, or is there a better one? Mm. Well, if we were in Rochester, New York, I would say a garbage We're place. We're talking about New York, York City. Dear God, let's not talk about Rochester moments. Well, <laughs> Rochester oh is technically in New York. <laughs> so so talking about New York if City, you want to talk Pete. about rats running over people, let's talk about Rochester. Moments. The way rats run over people in Rochester is they're driving car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rats are so used to that, they even put the chains on their tires. Like yeah, rats got a snow tire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those are also made out of rats. Best late night food is at the bar. 3 a.m., call the local bodega, have them deliver salami sandwich, cheddar cheese, mustard, roll, bag of jalapeno chips. Wait a second. And then shit your pants in the morning. Wait, (laughs) how does a bodega (laughs) deliver? What is that? The bodega in my old neighborhood. Yeah, but some bodegas deliver. Wow. You call and be like, hey, I need cigarettes, I need... I need a couple glasses of beer. At the bodega, I have to go to this little window where the little guy, yeah. so you can't shoot it up. <laughs> yeah, back to my... Salami sandwich, really? Oh, that is intense. That's my late night move. And I'll tell you, it's not good for your body, but man, it tastes good when you're eating it. Wow. After you've had like eight beers. Yeah. Uh, my old, the Gravesend neighborhood I was talking about earlier, we would walk um, and you would could get, you'd go to the window and be like, best like uh, turkey club. Not, well, for me, it's... Uh, well, down in the Lower East Side, there was like this one bodega that made unbelievable uh, cheesesteaks and chopped cheese. And yeah. it was like, oh. Uh, New York chopped cheese, got to get it. Um, yeah. The other thing we did one night when we were leaving a bar, it was uh, like 5 a.m. in the East uh, Lower East Side. We went to the McDonald's. Oh. And as we're there, we're waiting this massive line. Everyone's drunk. We finally yeah. get to the front of the line, and the menu changes over to breakfast. Oh. Everybody lost their fucking minds. <laughs> oh, Wait, angry or mad? Yeah, so Everyone angry. Like, ah, I want McDonald's wanted breakfast though when you're drunk. They didn't have fries. No. Oh, no, everyone was bad. wheeling and dealing. I was like, "What do you sandwich do you have?" And they were like, "We have a fish." I was like, "I'll have the fish." Wow. Everyone, everyone oh, got a fight drunk broke out. Fish sandwich. Oh, no shame. Love. Uh, oh, I was man. one of the lucky. Fries ones. Fries are good. I, I mean, you can find like uh, like a Fritz place or something like that. 
What are you? <laughs> Get the fuck are out you? of here. You don't live in the same city yeah. we do. Um, uh, what high end podcast about a gay Paris, yeah. is it not? And steak tartars do you get? <laughs> exactly. uh, at eleven thirty p.m. <laughs> well, I have my butler bring it to me yeah. at my pet house. <laughs> what are your favorite butler no, asks? I, I, I enjoy a nice mousse. Honestly, like at slice to me is the best because it's just it's plain and it's simple and it soaks up the alcohol. And that's it. And then usually in the morning I'll get like a bacon egg and cheese on a roll at the bodega or something like that. Mm. And I will say, I think we I see reverse like, that. Really? Bacon, yeah. egg, and cheese at night? No, I go uh, uh, like a bacon cheeseburger at night, and then uh, and then I have the... Pizza in the morning? Pizza in the morning. Pizza uh, in the something morning. Uh, my wife and I used to do when we would do shows at the pit every week uh, is we'd go out, drink, and then we lived in Times Square, so we'd walk up... <laughs> Eighth uh, Avenue, I guess it was. There was a White Castle there, oh. and every time we'd be like, nah, I guess "Disgusting!" We could do I used to live. Burgers. I used to have to walk past the White Castle, and yeah. after a couple drinks, oh, it was I so mean, hard yeah, to it's, walk. It's, the it's lady knew nothing. me. It's like eating air. So. The lady knew you. She was. She like, would pee. Yeah. She. Oh. Pee. Can I ask you a question about White Castle? Maybe you know this then, because we've been trying to remember this for years. We felt like there was an off number we got for some reason. Like there is nine for some reason. Like did they serve a sack of nine? Well, there might have. I don't know. Anytime you're ordering food by the sack, you've <laughs> but made did you error. get it steamed? Were you did when you asked to work? Of course, you get it steamed. All right, because you know sometimes they, really? they don't ask. They don't I didn't know there them. was another way to get it other than steamed. Oh, I love the steam. They Good put old the steamed hams. Oh, they just <laughs> disgusting. And melts and melts right in your. Oh. Yeah, we'd get like nine of them. Each eat four, share the last one. God, what a, what a romance. Immediately yeah. go to sleep. Really, Lady the Tramp, the ninth Bunch hamburger. Bunch of roaches running over our faces. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> I think the roaches are coming out of you at that point. Yes. Uh, I will say also just last thing about the bodega thing is later on, uh, Jorge has a bodega cup. That's the best. That yeah. amount of coffee, milk and sugar, very good. Coffee should be black. Uh, no, but okay. Um, so where were we? Okay, so Katie sees guy. Uh, she tells him his work is overrated. He loves it. He's like, thank God. Someone's finally being honest with me. New York City. Everyone's honest. Not true. (laughs) (laughs) Also, nobody loves that. Yeah, exactly. That's all right. Classic romantic comedy thing. He's definitely being set up. I like the idea of it, though, that like, you know, you want someone to be a straight shooter with you. You know? Yes, it felt very rom-com to me, which is totally fine. I think that's what the show is going for is... This whole sequence was yes. definitely that. Uh, and uh, so she's like, why don't I show you my New York? Takes yeah. him to Lacey's at night. This is the second, third time she's broken into She Lacey's. likes to break into her store, which Loves is definitely in. not cool. No, uh, but they walk through at night. Uh, she really sells him on it, uh, specifically by telling him a story of a time she went there with her mom. Guy remembers his first wallet that he got at Sears. He still carries it with him. I always remember my first wallet. <laughs> uh, this is a part that I did not relate to at all. Yeah, the first no wallet one's ever thing? bought you anything. Just, no, but all the like, wow, here's a here's a thing that I remember getting at a department store. I never really had a connection like that. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I, I get it. Really works here. Yes, uh, and I actually I bought this as a thing. Like I thought it was well done. 
Yeah. Um, because it, she does make a good case. Like, are people, do you want people who are your customers to remember just buying it online or like going to a place and you actually can sell them on it? And then she overpromises them having an entire floor of the store, which, <laughs> which I thought was pretty wild. Bonkers. Yeah. She's very drunk at this point, though. She's about to kiss him, barfs in her purse. Uh, yep. Classic. Which I was so happy about. Uh, yeah. Because you uh, wanted her to feel better and get the, to get all that pizza out. Yeah. Do you think no. it was just pea soup she barfed up because he's Satan? <laughs> no, I just uh, I don't Thanks want the them. <laughs> I don't want them to hook up ever. Well, um, she's got a lot of suitors at this point. She's got a literal prince. She's got her figurative prince. Plus, of course, she's got Ko Kelly when he inevitably comes back. Yeah, probably more down the pike. Down the pike. I'm not ready for it. I think this I guy think, romance is going to be I think here we're going to get a classic, classic Mrs. Doubtfire type scenario going oh, on. K.O. is going to dress like their <laughs> maid? Is that what you meant? No, I meant she's going to have uh, a bunch of dates on the same night. Oh. What? Doesn't that happen to Mrs. Doubtfire? It's crazy to be like, we got a Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire situation and not it be a man dressing like a woman. <laughs> There's no other way to say classic Mrs. Like, Doubtfire situation I thought it was without classic. referencing a man dressing like a woman. I thought it was a classic Mrs. Doubtfire situation We you put a pie in your face and then you start yelling. You guys are both crazy. <laughs> wow. Uh, I love the idea that if someone's like, why do you, you guys go through draw what you think a classic Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire, Doubtfire situation is? And you would draw multiple dates in one evening. Definitely not that. You would draw a pie in the face. Happens all the time. And I would well, draw oh, a woman you... dressing like a man, yeah, a man dressing weird. like a woman to maintain out with his kids. I don't think that's the point of the movie, man. Yeah. All right. I think the point of the movie is calling people euphagenia. Yeah. giant <laughs> doubt fire. <laughs> people wonder why I wanted to do Robin Williams in my secret trivia. Ah, this is that's wrong show for right that. There. So uh, she throws up, falls, calls the girls, falls asleep in the window of Lacey's, has the best sleep she's had in weeks. So she should always sleep in the window. I think Definitely. there's a lesson there. Uh, and uh, then we cut back to Gloria discovering her. Mrs. Lacey calls in Katie and Gloria. And we get a little bit of a riff on the classic, you terrible, 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 wonderful woman type yeah. scene. It's great. Works out. Gloria ends up back in Katie. And as we find out at the end, he gets a whole floor. It's perfect. Uh, it was weird, though, that like she woke up and nobody on the streets of New York had gathered around to watch someone who was passed out in a window. Oh, yeah. Everybody would be taking pictures. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, it was probably pretty early. Also, like, it might have been a part of the uh, window dressing. Sure. Sure. Sleeping lady. It's the, the old sleeping lady. Yeah. Classic. Just saying, would have gone viral. Have you been by Macy's recently? There's yeah. a bunch of people sleeping around there. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's Not right. in the window. That's where I'm going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, couple of other things happened. As we mentioned, Jorge talks to Bernie. He never felt masculine enough for his dad. Bernie totally gets it. Firefighter loves it. Uh, and the last little bit with that storyline, as we mentioned, is Jorge talks to his dad, and his dad is like, okay, sounds good. I'm going to be better from now on. It's good stuff. Uh, I want to talk about this Pepper and the filmmaker scene. Yes. So uh, they're sitting there in the edit room, and to my eye, it looks like he shot his pornographic film on film? Yeah. I think so, yes. They're in an, ed an edit machine, and you hear the film clicking through. I'm like, he shot a porno on film? So she shot a porno on film is kind of crazy, but I will say that college classes do still teach shooting on film. Yeah. But I think he was lying about being in college. Oh, I don't know if he was lying about college, but he was definitely lying about shooting it for college. Yes, and so I think it's crazy that he would ever shoot... 
of porno film on film. Yeah, probably not. There's got to be some reference there. Also, the fact that you can change the whole movie by just making some tweaks, she said. That's what editing editing is. I mean, you can save a movie and destroy a movie in editing. Fine. But change a porno into like an artistic film. I don't know if you can do that. You take out the cum shots. Yep, that's that's what editing oh, is. Oh, or you're suddenly upset about that? We're gonna edit all the all expl- of those out of this too. <laughs> actually, Pete, actually, I'm gonna edit this and make you say that you hate Ko and uh, you think she belongs with Guy. That's awful. That's what editing is all about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, you could do that. You can re-edit it. You add some music. She's actually totally right about that. Uh, I also think there is some sort of like. I wonder how much we're gonna see this character again, but Mm-mm. you don't think ever? No. Uh, just Pepper's going to kiss a different person every single episode. Well, that's what uh, she... It felt like she was sort of seeing Dee Dee. Right. And now she's kissing this dude. I was like... Yeah, what's going on with her? She's a scammer. Hey, she is a uh, 20-something in New York. She's living on uh, in the moment at all times. She is, as the youth say, living la vida loca. That's oh, not accurate. I that's mean, a youth from 20 years ago. Well, they played dirty in this episode, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. uh, last little bit is Mr. Cabot talks to Joe. See, he's gonna. He thinks she has an undeniable talent. Is gonna give her enough money for an EP, but a classic '80s Rob Cobb mix him up. She has to help keep Alex on the straight and narrow and in exchange him. for the money and, and date him. Yeah. Uh, do you think she's gonna do it? I hope not. So many great romances start when an old rich man forces you into doing it. <laughs> I mean, they do. Like, you keep it a secret. Things get to a head. You actually fall in love with the person, and then uh, you reveal it. You get upset, and then you run up in the rain, and you kiss them or whatever. Yeah, God, I love running up in the rain. Yeah. I think it's raining outside. Do you guys want to go running? I'm going to run up and kiss a bunch of people. <laughs> Men, women, horses. Yeah. Whatever uh, you see. Whatever I see. I love how uh, right after that... So I think that scene sets up Josie for some... I like that. That'll be a fun plot going forward. The scene with Katie where she's finally moving past KO and she makes a sweet-ass cape. She does. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Oh, right. Yeah, she finally is sewing again. Yeah. Yeah. She gets back to it and that cape is... That's a baller outfit. It is baller. Yeah. Yeah. Blazing white. All the fashion in the show. Very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's definitely the part that makes me the most nervous because I don't really understand fashion very well. So I watch that and I'm like... What are you you talking about? uh, (laughs) I mean, you see how I'm dressed (laughs) in my... Very good. Uh, uh, well, that's not suit. how fashion doesn't sit that way. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll, I'll well, tell that's you why you're not supporting Pete and his fashion line. Uh, you look amazing. Thanks. Uh, I bought uh, some PP butt coughs <laughs> the other day, and uh, they don't fit very well. Oh uh, well, you know they're what? They're too tiny. Fucking lose some weight then. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that's your tagline for your line, but I don't think it's very good and it's kind of insulting. You know well, what? First off, don't lose insult my weight. butt cuffs, all right? Yeah. Those are handmade butt Pete cuffs. Pete LePage, call it lose some fucking weight. Or you're getting a pie in the face. A classic Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up here, as we do every episode, we talk about some sort of a New York first, some sort of New York moment. We've obviously hit a lot here. We did. Uh, anything else from New York we should chat about this episode? Any New York firsts or iconic New York uh, I moments? did want to tell my roach story, if I can. Your roach story? Yeah. Ugh, I hate roaches so much. Go for it. So one of the... Uh, a tough day. I, I woke up late. I was super, uh, super late. And I had a big meeting in the morning, and I was running uh, to work, and nothing was going right. I had, you know, I had to, lost my keys, 
everything was going bad. I get outside. It is pouring rain. I run into this shady bodega, buy an umbrella, open the umbrella. Roaches fall on my head. <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alex will never use another umbrella. I, no, I, I really won't. <laughs> I, I have one over there. It's in my bag. I'm going to throw it out. <laughs> I didn't I'm know that was so possible. Mad. That's I not start, a backpack. That's a roach container. I start Jesus shaking Christ. the umbrella. It <gasps> flutes. So it now flutes. I, yeah, flutes. So oh. now I don't have an umbrella, and I have to run to the train, and it's just like the worst. I I gotta tell you, the <laughs> it's amazing that that story continued after roaches fell out of my umbrella. The wor- roaches fell out of my umbrella all over me. But worst of all, that I didn't have an umbrella. Yeah, that seems like an upside at the end of the story. Yeah, I didn't have this roach delivery device in my hands anymore. Yeah, this roach motel. Oh, God. <laughs> He's still oh, shaking. Awful. Alex is officially shook. Yeah. He's not going to recover from Jeez. this. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm glad I got that story. Uh, thanks for sharing that. If you'd like to support our podcast, <laughs> patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by and we will share your roach stories with you. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us socially, we have a bunch of Riverdale channels. Riverdale Dark on Twitter. Riverdale After on Instagram. Riverdale After Dark on Facebook. Uh, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast. More iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. And if you go on iTunes in particular, please leave us a comment. We really appreciate that. And, you know, if you want to dream of multiple dates, you can meet that dream as long as your name is Mrs. Euphigenia Doubtfire. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>